You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. Hello, everyone. Welcome back inside the Degenerate Podcast here with Dustin Gosa and Johnny Kane. It's been a while since we've had a podcast here, but there's a good reason why we are back on the microphones here this weekend. The Kansas City Chiefs are back into the Super Bowl, set to play the Philadelphia Eagles coming up on Sunday night. The Chiefs beat the Cincinnati Bengals two weeks ago, and for the Philadelphia Eagles, they got by the quarterbacks of San Francisco 49ers, the, what, three or four or five different quarterbacks that <laughs> San Francisco threw out there there a couple of weeks ago. So, Dustin, let's just start with there with this matchup. It's a tough one for me because I look at this game as contrasting styles. Because you look at the Eagles, well, a lot of people think they haven't played anybody, but then you look at the Chiefs and they've had one of the toughest schedules in the entire NFL and had a heck of a gauntlet just to even get to the Super Bowl. But they do get past the Bengals and get some revenge there. So looking at this game, how do you kind of see it shaking out just first off? Yeah, Johnny, uh, first thing it is, uh, we are glad to be back here. Last year we took off. Um, I think we were still a little sore over uh, Joe Burrow coming back from four touchdowns down to uh, beat us in the AFC Championship. Wasn't too excited about that, but at least we got our revenge uh, this year. Uh, now, like you said, with this game, um, it is, I should say, the best matchup that NFL could have put together um, other than maybe Buffalo. But you could see kind of what happened with Buffalo when they played Cincinnati. Uh, they just weren't up to the caliber that you thought they actually were through the year. But when it comes to this, uh, two separate styles, Kansas City loves to pass the ball, doesn't like to run the ball much unless they're, uh, you know, killing clock or uh, just trying to get Pacheco um, up and running there. Uh, and Philadelphia is the exact opposite. Um, they, they don't really want to pass the ball, but they have the receivers that they do. They love to run the ball with a three-headed monster in the backfield and four uh, if you uh, want to count Jalen Hurts himself. So, one thing, you know, the Chiefs do do a pretty decent job of stopping the run here, but uh, I think it's all going to pan out to quarterback play at the end of the day. Yeah, we you look at this, you know, we're going to get into some of the betting things as far as prop goes and things like that for the game on Sunday, but you're talking about the Eagles, and you're exactly right, but a lot of people would say the Eagles are a running team, but I, I'm just kind of looking at some of the props here on FanDuel that they have for the Eagles, and for Jalen Hurts, I think he – started his passing yards for you know the Super Bowl at 250 and it's down to 238 which I mean that's a decent amount as far as when you look at the statistics for a lot of NFL games this year and then you've got Devontae Smith and also AJ Brown and then those guys are projected high as well they've got Devontae Smith at 63 yards AJ Brown at 72 so do you look at this and the way I kind of look at it is do you think maybe they're giving the Chiefs defensive line a little bit of respect and thinking that the Eagles are going to have to throw the football on Sunday? Uh, yes, and I think that numbers came down a lot because a lot of people are hammering the under on Jalen Hurts, uh, and it's no big surprise. I mean, uh, yes, you look at the blowout in the NFC Championship game, but Jalen Hurts didn't look uh, right uh, in that game. And then once you got a big enough lead, a lot of that is just running the football. Um, and so that's one thing I think if the Chiefs can – force him to stay in the pocket and force him to throw the football, they do have the advantage there. I don't necessarily think in the secondary, but that defensive line is very tough. Uh, you have a Philadelphia Eagles uh, defense or offensive line here who has given up, uh, I believe it was 40 
a little over 40 sacks on the year. Uh, so I think you give Chris Jones, Frank Clark, uh, Dunlap, a couple other guys there, uh, Karloftis, you give them enough time, they can get there in the backfield. And I think it'll just be kind of a team effort along that defensive front. That's why you see this number going down on Jalen Hurts. They think they're going to end up having to run the ball more uh, because they're not going to be able to establish that pass game on the outside. Yeah, and obviously Chiefs fans here recording this podcast. And, you know, you look back at, I think, that Cincinnati game for the Chiefs, I think the defense has gotten stronger just specifically because of that game and what they did to Joe Burrow, forcing him to throw a couple of picks and sack them a number of times. Chris Jones getting his first couple postseason sacks, which was a big thing for him. So I, I look at this as I think the Chiefs have a lot of momentum going into this game. And for the Eagles – Again, it just comes down to who have they played this year because the guys they have played, and you look at it when they played Dak, Dak Prescott, he hung a 40 on them. So, I mean, you go down through the list of some of the quarterbacks that they have faced, they are nothing near the caliber of Patrick Mahomes, who was named the MVP of the league just the other night. So I, I, this is a, just a tough one all the way around, I think, for the NFL. Like you mentioned, this could not have shaped up any better as far as the matchup goes. Yeah, and it, uh, like you said there, it comes down to um, what we're seeing uh, from the defensive lines here, uh, particularly uh, when you see the Philadelphia Eagles, the two quarterbacks that basically tore them up on, in through the air were Dak Prescott and Aaron Rodgers, uh, both scoring 33 and I believe over 40 uh, with the other one there with the Cowboys coming out ahead. But uh, you look at this inflated sack rate, you know, Philly has over 70 sacks on the year. But also, you know, look at the quarterbacks you're facing. Your second, third string uh, quarterbacks. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that, you know, beat the up NF- offensive lines. Yeah, the NFC East wasn't necessarily. I mean, they got a lot into the playoffs. Don't get me wrong there. But there are quarterbacks there that you would not even put on the tier of elite or even uh, good. You know, it's uh, you're looking at an average quarterback basis there with a lot of backups. So you do have an inflated sack factor there. And the Chiefs have a pretty stud offensive line. Uh, I think your main matchup here is going to be uh, Reddick versus Wiley on the outside there. But that's coming from the side Patrick Mahomes can see the most. And when he steps up in the pocket and especially escapes the pocket, that's when he creates the most damage there. Yeah, and I look at this, too, as a big game for Orlando Brown Jr. He's received a lot of criticism this year, and to be honest, probably for good reason. He has struggled at times, but I think this is a big, big, big game for him to see whether he's going to get paid here coming up in about a year or so. But looking at this game as a whole, we've talked about how close it looks on paper, and really Vegas says just that as well. They have the Eagles right now. I'm looking on FanDuel. They are favored by one and a half with a 122 money line. And the over-under is about, oh, 50 and a half. So, you know, you look at this game as far from a betting standpoint, Vegas pretty much sees this. For me, at least, anything under three I almost see as a pick-em. And I think Vegas kind of sees it the same way. Is that Would you agree? Yeah, I I feel like a lot of that is just from the money uh, that's coming in. There's a lot of Philadelphia Eagles money coming in here. I believe it was, I want to say, over 65% the bets were coming in on the Eagles and for Vegas themselves, they have to adjust and, uh, you know, so they don't get killed on one side or the other. And so that happened. Uh, basically the chiefs opened up here and just completely moved. Uh, I was hoping they were going to get all the way up to three at one point when this line was originally coming out because you run into those teaser situations where you can tease it up to 10 points, um, things like that with the over and unders. Now I do think the over under is spot on both of these teams. Um, are kind of set where they can have a high-flying 
offenses here. But with the nerves playing in the Super Bowl, Philadelphia loves to run the ball. I think you could see the under in this game because it's been hovering right there at 50, 51 points. Um, that's one of the main things there. I think spread-wise and money-line-wise, I think this is where Vegas should be at. And I think they have the total almost perfect here. So now we take a look at some of just the props that we have going here for this game. We talked about Jalen Hurts being at about 238 right now, at least as on FanDuel for passing yards. Patrick Mahomes, he's just shy of 300 yards. They got him at 294. I, I feel like those are pretty accurate numbers. Mahomes, it, it, I think for him, he's going to have to throw the football against that what is a very, very good Philadelphia Eagles defensive front. So I both of those numbers I'm personally going to stay away from. I would maybe look at the alternate totals as far as passing yards go for each of those guys. For Patrick Mahomes, maybe look at a plus 250 yards. And for Jalen Hurts, maybe just over 200 yards for him because he's definitely going to have to throw the football here on Sunday. But I don't know about you, but just as far as the quarterbacks goes, I'm staying away at least from their totals set by the books. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to touch him too much, especially with Patrick Mahomes. It's too hard to. Uh, I shouldn't say adjust for what Patrick Mahomes does. Uh, he has thrown for over three hundred yards, and I should say a lot of his playoff games that he's ever played in. Uh, but also, you're staring at a number two hundred and ninety-four yards. You're also playing into the narrative of they're going to have to pass the ball a lot when you look at that. So, the, I mean, if you can see the Chiefs falling behind and having to play throw, throw, throw the football. I think that's one of the main things there is, yeah, then it kind of correlates with that Patrick Mahomes over 294. Now, I do think that Jalen Hurts line when it first came out was a bit high at about 248, 249. Now that it's sitting there about 238, it does scare me. If I would have got on it originally, I probably would have bet the under. Now you drop that whole 10 yards off. That does mean a lot in prop betting. So I, I would stay away from both of these as well. Yeah, the, but the one thing I would say for these two quarterbacks that I do like a lot is Patrick Mahomes over one and a half touchdown passes. Now, that number is inflated. It's up to minus 188, but it's still at that point, I think that's still pretty good value for the fact that Patrick Mahomes is going to have to throw for probably a couple of touchdowns, you would imagine. And with the total being at 50, that, that means Vegas expecting it to be a pretty high-scoring game. So there's only – you th- look about the ways the Chiefs have scored touchdowns this year – it's either been through the air or Jarek McKinnon catching the ball in the backfield, but there hasn't been a ton of far, as far as rushing touchdowns go. So that might be the one from quarterbacks that I think I probably like the best. Yeah, looking at, I should say, all of these player props, I think receiving touchdowns or receiving yards is where it's going to be in this game, uh, at least on the Kansas City side. Uh, like you said, uh, Pacheco has gotten the end zone, uh, I believe, seven or eight times this year. Um, but then also Jarek McKinnon, you know, leading the league out of the backfield, um, catching uh, touchdown passes. And then you always get these dangerous threats in there. You know, Travis Kelsey, he's almost a shoe in for a touchdown every single uh, game. And then um, some of these other players that need to step it up just a little bit here with the injury status, you know, uh, Juju, MBS, uh, Kadarius Tony, you know, those guys, um, you know, MBS can take the top off where Kadarius Tony, they use him in a lot of different unique ways, kind of the same way they did with Tyree Kill. Um, so I think with, what Kansas City brings in their unique playbook, something that not a lot of quarterbacks can pull off, it being just strictly pocket passers. I think the receiving yards, receiving touchdowns is where the main uh, money should go in this, unless you're on the Eagles side, of course. Then I think it's all going to be rushing uh, touchdowns, rushing yards, things like that. Yeah, and looking at a couple other props, one that I look at, Travis Kelsey, his over-under total is at 79.5, and 
Am I crazy for thinking he's going to go under that? I mean, I I know he's the best tight end in the game, and he continues to prove that, but I just have a hard time believing that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to let Travis Kelsey beat them on Sunday. Yeah, he is definitely going to be the main target for the Philadelphia Eagles defense, uh, especially in that secondary there. Uh, Because with Kansas City, you know, their wide receiver core – uh, I shouldn't say, I mean, you do have some names within there, if you know what I mean, uh, but you don't have that guy. You don't have an, an A.J. Brown, uh, a Justin Jefferson, someone like that who is just, you know you have to have your number one corner locked up on him. Other than that, you have Travis Kelsey playing there who is mainly playing out tight end. They line him up out of everywhere. But what Philadelphia knows is if you let Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes to even get on a little bit of a hot streak, that's when it can turn into a nightmare uh, for not only the secondary, but the entire team. They put up points and light up the scoreboard like nobody's business when those guys are on. So, you know, you're not wrong with that, John, especially being up close to 80 yards. Um, if things, you know, they have to find other ways to do it, the Chiefs can. Um, but I think you're not wrong for saying that Travis Kelsey's there. I'm personally staying away from it. I'd rather try to get an anytime touchdown from him. Yeah, look at it, guys, for any time touchdown. That's something that I, I know I will definitely be on, and I'm a, I've been on quite a bit this year. It's it's tough to say. I, the, really, the only guy that I would say that I am fairly confident in, and I think both guys that I'm fairly confident in come from the Eagles, I look at a guy like Miles Sanders, obviously, but for me, it's Dallas Goddard. I mean, it, it just seems like he continues to find the end zone, and he's become – one of the top targets really for Jalen Hurts on that Eagles offense. He's at plus 175 for any time touchdown score. He's the only guy that I feel fairly confident in. I know he didn't get into the end zone last week, but he didn't have to just because of how lopsided that game was and Philadelphia didn't have to throw the football. But you look at a couple of weeks ago, he was the first touchdown scorer there in their divisional round wins. So I, that's really the only guy I, 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 I like one guy that I think is worth throwing a little bit of money on for an anytime touchdown is maybe a Boston Scott at plus 500. And also I think a guy that you could possibly throw out there is for the chiefs is a guy like sky Moore at plus 750. I mean, I, I think he's gaining a lot of confidence and I think he definitely gained some last week with that punt return towards the end of the game against Cincinnati. So I, I wouldn't mind throwing a little sprinkle on him, maybe even Mahomes at plus 430. But really, those are the only guys I can say with confidence that I really do like as an anytime touchdown scorer as far as value goes. I mean, of course, you have Travis Kelsey at minus 125 and Jalen Hurts at plus 100. I mean, but you, there's just not a whole lot of value there. So those are the guys I think that if you're going to take a look at just throwing a, a couple cents on somebody, those might be the guys you'd look at. Yeah, a lot of it, John, what you were saying with uh, playing with these props is you want to look at value. You know, what can you throw some pizza money on that might return a decent investment? You know, uh, Travis Kelsey minus 125, it's set that way because it's more than likely going to happen there. Um, But unless you're, you know, putting a lot of money on it and then it doesn't happen, uh, then that's the scenario that you're running into. Now, I am with you with with Dallas Goddard, Uh, mainly with the tight ends. The Chiefs do struggle, especially on third downs, fourth downs. Uh, finding those, I should say, linebackers or nickel corners that have to guard them out of the backfield. Uh, you saw it uh, last week here, well, I guess two weeks ago now, uh, with Hayden Hurst coming out of the, the side. It was, I believe it was third and 17, third and 18, and he's wide open down you know, in the flat. Uh, he could have ran for another five yards, but he got out of bounds there. It was just one of those things where the Chiefs seem to uh, 
you know, I should say spags in particular, tends to leave those forgotten guys about out in the out into the open, uh, like uh, Hayden Hurst or tight ends, fullbacks, people like that. So Dallas Goddard there, you know, anytime touchdown, and I think that's why his numbers inflated so much on the uh, yardages as well. I believe it's at forty nine and a half. If that's one of the main things there is he becomes a forgotten piece there uh, because Spagnola has a uh, I shouldn't say a, an issue but he likes to think that if I can't get to the quarterback with four I need to send more and when he gets into that scenario then you're leaving your linebackers or uh, nickel corners people that should not be or you drop into a soft zone out on people like Dallas Goddard and they can rack up an easy 11 to 15 yards here and there well four or five catches get you your over on yards and majority of the time you're going to go to the biggest guy you got in the end zone yeah and then you look at some of the defensive props that's something I'm also going to stay away from it's just the defensive props are just so hard to get a read on and and it kind of shows that when you look as far as player tackles go as far as some of those numbers and most of them are plus money so that that is they're just so hard and Vegas is telling you that that it's so difficult to try to get right so I'm going to stay away from the defensive props kicker props I mean they've got both kickers as far as their total kicking points over or under is seven and a half that's another one it's so hard but I would potentially think about throwing some on a Harrison Butker over seven and a half because I, the Chiefs they've shown like, the last few games that you know that they'll kick two or three field goals a game. So realistically, you look at that, you get a couple of field goals and a couple of touchdowns and extra points, and there's your over right there. So that might be something I might take a look at. I don't know about you, and uh, probably something you want to stay away from. But just if you're just in the boat of hey, it's a Super Bowl, let's throw some money on some things. That might be something to take a look at as far as special teams go. Yeah, on the special team side, uh, I'm going to stay away personally just because um, of Kansas City special teams troubles. I wouldn't necessarily say it's Harrison Butker. Harrison Butker is a, a top two, three kicker in the league there. But just the special teams as a whole, um, there has been times of um, Tommy Townsend having problems getting the ball down, which has caused Harrison Butker to go left, right, short, things like that. Um, you know, if there is a mixed ex- missed extra point or anything there, I mean, you're looking at seven and a half total points. Uh, you're basically saying there's going to be four touchdowns um, and one field goal uh, puts you at the seven. Well, one missed extra point, you know, you're missing that number by a full point there. Um, and so that's the thing. You have to kind of account for the touchdowns there. The more touchdowns, the less points you're going to get on that kicking prop. You're kind of hoping for stops at that point so you can get, you know, two field goals out of Harrison Butker um, in order to get that. Now, I would stay away from it personally um, just for that aspect. But, you know, with two weeks of practice, um, I think these guys will, will be good uh, good to go. Uh, and it's always fun, you know. If, if you don't have any money on the game anywhere else or you're not a fan of either of the teams, uh, why not bet on the kickers? <laughs> yeah, so now we look at it, just some of the more fun things. We'll start with this. Just There is a no-sweat same-game parlay on FanDuel, so if, if you aren't quite sure about what you want to do and you just want to take a shot, wouldn't be a bad idea to go on FanDuel and maybe do some of those things and just throw a parlay together. And heck, you never know. Just even get lucky. So, but Dustin, I want to take a look now at some of the more fun props, I should say, as far as, you know, the Gatorade colors, maybe the national anthem, coin toss. Rihanna, she's performing at halftime. I've seen quite a few fun ones, quite a few crazy ones. 
What are a couple that just off the top of your head as far as the craziest props maybe you've seen? Yeah, we'll get into a couple of the fun ones. And these are for people that, uh, you know, most of these are just toss-ups or just things to have something on the game if you're not caring about the game itself. Um, I will get back to one player prop uh, a little bit later in our closing here. Uh, but, yeah, the fun, the more fun ones that I've seen, and actually this was the first year I've seen it, uh, you can basically find any and everything that you want to bet on the Super Bowl. Uh, but number of beers uh, in the – stadium sold during the Super Bowl. So from the time the Super Bowl starts or opens the gates to the Super Bowl uh, up until closing there, over under 120,000 beers sold. It's over, uh, yeah, 120,000 beers is minus 175 <laughs> to go over 120,000. That's a lot of beers. I mean, but at the same point, it's a Super Bowl. You've paid $5,000 for your seat. Might as well have a few beverages, huh? Well, that was another thing. Uh, me and one of our my buddies were actually talking about it the other day, talking about the capacity of the stadium. Uh, and you had to calculate, basically, the stadium holds about 63,000 people. You're going to assume about uh, 50 to 60% of those people drink. So you're looking at about 40% of people assuming that they drink beer, or 40,000 people assuming that they drink beer there. So you're basically going to need everyone to drink three $18 beers <laughs> a piece uh, while they're there in order to hit that over. Now, that number was pretty close in the last Super Bowl. I believe it was around 118000 there. But you also have to account for these stadiums increasing capacity as well. You know, they do sell standing room and things like that. Just because they put the capacity at 63000 doesn't necessarily mean that's what the uh, the fire marshal's exact amount is there. So they always try to sell extra tickets, expand it as much as they can to get as much money as possible. But I thought the beers one was hilarious. You can also bet on the hot dogs over under, which is at 17000 minus 225 to the over. It hit 16380 last year. Wow. <laughs> which is absolutely insane. I, and I was asked how they track it. Apparently they have to come up with for tax purposes through the IRS. They have to come through with a, an exact sold total of everything in the stadium on that day. And it has to be turned in by the end of February. So if you do end up betting on those, if you find them, you might have to wait until March to actually get the payout on them. So now looking at just some of the, I shouldn't say they're unique, but they're not unique when it comes to the Super Bowl. You look at, you know, the coin toss, national anthem, color of the Gatorade. Color of the Gatorade might be one of my favorites. I mean, this year you look at the favorite is orange, plus 250. Yellow green is 350, is plus 350. Clear or water is plus 500, which if it's clear or water, like, what are we doing? <laughs> Blue is plus 500. Red or pink is plus 550. Purple is plus 900. And no Gatorade port at all. Plus 1,600. I know that's one of your favorite bets every year. Yeah, every year I like to choose um, one. I've always been big on purple, but it never hits for some reason. I think uh, Riptide Rush Gatorade or Grape Gatorade is just too good. They have to drink it and not pour it on the coach. Uh, I'm a purple Gatorade guy. But um, orange and blue is always the top uh, top tier. Uh, it goes with lemon lime as well. But I think the majority of it has to go to what it's going to look like while they're pouring it. Uh, you know, with Kansas City, I know uh, a few years back when we had one against San Francisco, a lot of people thought it was going to be red for the Kansas City Chiefs. Ended up being orange uh, that year. And when it comes down to it, there's no rhyme or reason to it. When they see they're going to win the game, they walk over and find whichever packet they haven't opened yet and dump the whole thing in there to make it, you know, that, that color as 
uh, vibrant <laughs> as possible there. Uh, personally, I like orange and blue this year, so that's what I'll probably be on. Usually I take a long shot like purple or clear, but it hasn't hit in the past couple years, so knowing me, it, it actually will hit this year now that I'm not on it. Here's what I'm looking at. Obviously, you have heads or tails that they're, you know, this, you're not one way either way. It's minus 105, I think, for either heads or tails. But here's one fun one that I just now looked up and found. What will be mentioned first during the Super Bowl MVP speech? You've got your team, teammates, and minus 120. God or religion, though, is plus 370. That might be a little sprinkle for you there gosa i mean that that seems like i i listened to the award ceremony the other night from the ap awards and every single guy that won the award thank god first so i'm, I'm just saying i could be wrong but that might be something to look into yeah i think it kind of depends um with the actual speeches themselves you know if it's a as a players as a whole or the mvp speech now the mvp speech is an individual award so of course you're going to want to thank you know, God, your teammates first, because, uh, you know, without them, that's the reason that you're there. You know, it's uh, also your family is going to be mentioned in there as well. Uh, now, as a team, as a whole, you know, if it goes to uh, Andy Reid, what's the first thing he's going to mention? You know, that's where it could be a little offsetting there because you don't know if he's going to go directly to, you know, it's the team. You know, we have a great group of guys around us or he goes straight to the head office. You know, we have a, a great staff, great personnel that put this all into place and has built this through the years. So I think it comes down to the personal uh, who's going to win it um, or what exactly the speech is for MVP. I definitely think, you know, God religion should be up there as well as um, like you said, the teammates as well. Talking about the halftime show with Rihanna performing. There's a few you could potentially bet on for her performance. I think her over under on songs is around nine and a half, but you look at her first song. I think a lot of people are going to bet on what is the first song that she will perform at the halftime show. And the favorite right now is diamonds at plus two twenty. That seems pretty much like a lock at this point, right? So I, I've actually been looking into that. I, I feel like Don't Stop the Music, a lot of people think it's going to be, you know, one of the biggest hits there. And it could start off the show. But I also don't think Don't Stop the Music comes in after you drop, you know, five, six songs. You put that on there and play two or three more songs there. Yes. Um, now, I did, you know, your TikTok theorists out there. I was listening to uh, this one girl on TikTok who had a very brilliant idea. And I'm probably going to throw some pizza money on it just to mess around. But uh, B, better have my money. I'm saying a 15 to 1. Now, just hear me out on this theory that this lady has. She said that Rihanna has been with the same choreography group for about 11 months. And every performance that they have had, uh, basically any practice or whatever, has started with this. That song, because it allows for the longest intro. It, it's the biggest buildup that they can have to get everybody into place. Maybe do some choreography before Rihanna actually comes out. So they said with um, following a couple people on Instagram, they found this choreography group that was actually showing their press passes and stuff saying, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. So they, we know that they're going to be a part of the Super Bowl, um, at least choreography of it. So that song's going to get played, but why not just you know start it off hot with it? Uh, if they started other performances off like that, why not? I don't know. Just read it on TikTok at 15 to 1. I might throw a couple dollars on it. Why not? <laughs> And I know one fun one, they had an interview with Sky Moore, the Kansas City Chiefs there the other day that I saw. They asked him who they thought would be a performer with Rihanna, who she'd bring on stage. 
And at first he was confused by the question. Then he, he answered with somebody and he said, no, it's got to be Drake. I know Drake's up there as a guy that could come out there and, and perform with Rihanna. Is that who you think was probably going to be the special guest? Uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure because, you know, you could put um, other people out there like ASAP Rocky, um, who she previously Jay-Z was having a kid even. with. Uh, now with Jay-Z, the only reason I'm, um, I should say I stay away from Jay-Z because Jay-Z does have some lyrics basically saying, like, I turned down the Super Bowl. Like, they need me. I don't need them. Um, I know Beyonce's did it a couple times, but Jay-Z, I think he's really firm on that. Like, I'm too big for the Super Bowl, which I think there is a status out there of, like, I don't need the Super Bowl to promote. Like, I don't need to do this just to help your guys', um, I, I don't know, an entertainment aspect out. Uh, so I don't believe in the Jay-Z one. Now, Drake, um, I'm sure he's going to be there, but you can always say Drake, ASAP Rocky are probably going to be the two biggest ones there. Yeah, so there's a lot of fun stuff you can bet on. And I think that's why they think this year, especially with legalized sports gambling throughout the country, I think I saw they're expecting this year for it to be anywhere from around $14.5 billion that is to be bet on the Super Bowl. Is that the same number you saw? Yeah, I'm seeing right there about 14 to $16 billion, um, is what they're estimating, especially with how much legalized sports gambling there is. Now, Another thing that I think is crazy is Las Vegas with their prop system. Las Vegas still hasn't opened up a lot of their props. So the stuff that we're finding here in Kansas, you can't really find um, inside Las Vegas itself. Um, You have to go to other outside sources or outside states, offshore accounts to find those. So we do have a a plethora, or I should say just an, an enormous armory of stuff that we can bet on. That in Vegas, it's basically you can bet on the game, you can bet on a couple player props. Uh, But other than that, you can't find a lot of this, uh, these crazy things, how many hot dogs are sold, uh, color Gatorade, things like that. So I think that's one thing that um, has definitely helped with the, the amount of sports betting that has opened up nationally has raised that number tremendously. You know, it usually would get to one or two billion, but now you're looking at 16, 17 billion by the time it's all said and done. So now looking at just kind of wrapping things up here before we finish up, uh, what are some of the biggest things you're going to be betting on coming in on a Sunday night? Um, so Sunday night, um, I've, I've been back and forth on this game a million times. Um, I've thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. So from a game perspective, I was so sold on the Philadelphia Eagles. Even being a, Ch- a Chiefs fan, looking at it, I was like, you know, if they can contain, <laughs> if they can contain Mahomes for a drive or two and just take the lead and run the ball, it, it might be a long night for the Chiefs. I convinced myself that that is something that could happen, and it still possibly could. But the more that I've sat there and thought about it, <laughs> the more I think about how great Mahomes has been with uh, the limited weapons, I should say. I mean, you still have a great offense, but with the limited weapons that he's had with all of these injuries and stuff, it's just it's um, unimaginable that you can basically give me even uh, basically even odds on the Chiefs and not expect me to bet them there. So I think I'm going to be on the Chiefs uh, this week. Um, I think I'll also be on the under as well. I think you're looking at, just from what Vegas perspective is looking at, you're looking at, what, 24, 23, 24, 21, roughly, or 27, 24, I mean. Uh, so the 24, 23 is what they're basically looking at. So I think I'm going to have the under um, on this one, not many points scored. I also have the over in the national anthem. I think uh, Chris Stapleton is going to drag that out. Um, his Tennessee Whiskey song is you can make an 11-minute song out of that if he really wanted to. <laughs> um, so the, I think those are going to be the two biggest ones in terms of prop bets as well as the game itself. Um, also for you – know, I was going to bring this one up. 
for the Philadelphia Eagles, Kenneth Gainwell. I like his receiving or his receptions over one and a half. And then I also like his receiving yards over 12 and a half. Mainly um, the Chiefs themselves allowed the second most targets to running backs with the first amount of reset or first total receptions to opposing running backs. They've also given up the fourth most receiving yards to running backs this year. So I think you get those guys creeping out of the backfield. You don't really see Boston Scott or Miles Sanders as those receiving backs for them. I really haven't realized until today this game well prop that was just sitting there and you're starting to see that number creep higher and higher because more and more people are catching on now. Uh, But those are going to be the main ones that I'm on. Yeah, and so I'm with you though. I I was – I think last week or a couple weeks ago, I guess it now has been since that Cincinnati game, I went into that game thinking, you know, I'm going to actually pick Cincinnati to win this game because they already obviously have the Chiefs number, and then I'll be pleasantly surprised and happy if the Chiefs pull it out. I'm kind of in that same boat this week that I'm obviously going to root for the Chiefs to win, but I I just think the Eagles, they, they just seem like they have everything you would want in an NFL team, but like we said, they haven't really played anybody, so that that does worry me a little bit. So I'm going to be with you. I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win on Sunday, and whenever you can get Patrick Mahomes at plus money, I think you've got to take it, especially after an MVP season he has had. And I, I think after his performance a couple of years ago against San Francisco and against the Tampa Bay Bucks, that he he wants to have a good performance in the Super Bowl because when you look at his statistics in the Super Bowl. He has two touchdowns compared to four picks in his in the games he has played in the Super Bowl. So I just feel like he has a lot to prove, and it's hard to say after the start to the career that he has had that he still has something to prove. But I think I think coming up on Sunday that is going to be a big game for Patrick Mahomes. I see him playing very very well, and and I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes each get their second Super Bowl. Yeah, and I know that you're um, real big on the, the prop side there, um, like you said with. The, Patrick Mahomes wanting to, you know, perform well in a Super Bowl there uh, because realistically that San Francisco game and up until the fourth quarter, we really didn't do much too much on offense. And then you saw what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive line did. Um, a lot of people are thinking, and I think a lot of this money that's coming in for Philadelphia is based on what their defensive line is, but I don't think that they necessarily are playing an offensive line week in and week out like the Kansas City Chiefs. You give Mahomes just a split second, he will – you can basically grab anybody from the crowd and turn them into a wide receiver and he can get them 25 yards. I mean, it's, it's crazy what this one guy can do with uh, the limited options that he has. Now, um, one thing when it comes to the player props, I know that you're real big into player props, alternate yards, receiving yards, uh, receptions, touchdowns. It seems like I turn around, I have money on, you know, just one team or the other, and you have a 10 leg parlay that happens to hit. So what are you on, Don? Yeah. The thing for me that I've kind of figured out, and I think that maybe some of these sports books have kind of got on to what I've been doing, because there the throughout the playoffs, I've kind of gone to this template of, you know, I'll, I'll take a couple of touchdown scores in the game, and then what I'll do is I'll take an alternate spread for each of the teams. So, like, say for the Chiefs, you know, they're plus one and a half, uh, or even the Eagles, they're favored by one and a half. I might take that alternate spread on them all the way up to Philadelphia plus ten and a half, and you get that at minus two three hundred. And then even with the total points, I'll take say like right now the total is at fifty. I might take the alternate total all the way up to sixty and get the same thing about minus three four hundred. And by the time you put it all together and you throw 10, 20 bucks on there, 
that's to win a couple hundred bucks. And, and but in the odds, all you have to do really at that point just have a couple of got not have a blowout, and then have a, those two guys that you pick score a touchdown. So I think my anytime touchdowns I'm going to go with. I, I think I'm going to stick with my man in Dallas Goddard that he is going to score. I also like Isaiah Pacheco to get into the end zone. So I'm going to take those two guys, and then if, if I can find a way to get a total and an alternate total up and down a little bit better right now, there's not a whole lot out there. I'm going to take that, but I know for sure I'm definitely going to be on Pacheco and Goddard to get into the end zone coming up on Sunday. But that's pretty much all I'm going to be on is, and then I'll obviously throw some sprinkles on some first touchdown scores and anytime touchdown scores as well. But the as far as the receiving props go, I'll take alternate totals maybe, but the, other than that, I, I don't like sticking with what the Vegas lines actually set them at because I, I don't think they're usually all that accurate. And I know a lot of people think they are, and most of the time Vegas is accurate, but the, the totals they put out there, I, I just don't like them. There's so much that can go wrong with them, so I like to just stick with my alternate totals and put a couple together to make the odds plus money and kind of go from there. Gotcha. I do have a couple here um, that were more of, uh, I should say, these boots, these parlays and things that they're putting out there. Uh, it, especially if you're you're new to sports betting or you want to get into it, definitely look at it. Well, first, if you've stayed here this long to listen to, it, to me babble. The main thing is these DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, MGM, they're offering so many of these things, you know, bet $10, get $100 back in free bets. Those are definitely worth it, especially if you're new, want to get into this uh, sports betting, uh, or at least just have some free money to mess around with here. But they're also offering things like this. Like, uh, tell me what you think about these. I have Jalen Hurts or Miles Sanders, one touch, one rushing touchdown. That was minus 170. I got a boost on DraftKings to even money. Oh, that I love that. I really do love that. I mean, that seems like, pretty much a for sure thing, right? I mean, some of these boosts are only, you know, $10, $25 maxes, but you're looking at it and Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders, you're looking at who's going to be at the goal line. Uh, I mean, those are going to be your main two other than probably Boston Scott. So I think that that's going to be worth one as well as uh, here's another one uh, that I hopped on first quarter rushing for Miles Sanders and Isaiah Pacheco over 10 or 10 or more rushing yards a piece. So you're kind wow. of pushing it on that. Um, I, I don't hesitate with Miles Sanders, but I do think if the Chiefs want to come out shooting, running and gunning there, I think they might stay away from the run. They might have Jerick McKinnon in there a lot of the time to just try to pass, pass, pass the ball. But you got to believe, I really think Pacheco's going to start this game. I mean, he's been the workhorse uh, day in and day out. I mean, you're looking at 10-plus yards for both of these guys at plus 150. I mean, that's hard to pass up there. Yeah, so with that, I, I think that's going to pretty much wrap things up. I think we've talked about pretty much everything we can talk about. I uh, want to thank everyone for tuning in with us. should be a great game coming up on Sunday. Can Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes get their second Super Bowl? And I think if Mahomes can get that Super Bowl, that would pretty much cement his legacy with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, I mean, he's already a Hall of Famer at this point, I think, with all the accolades he's had. But it would just cement him as one of the greatest players to ever play the game. So that's going to wrap things up. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in with us. For Dustin Gosa, I am Johnny Kane. Let's have some fun on Sunday. Go Chiefs.